0: roll into me introducing katie virgo this lovely lady has actually been kind of like my youth leader when i was your age so that was fun i know small world and she is married to the lovely joel virgo who is talking at the big top at the moment so you won't know him, but he's there in the evenings and did you know that katie's cousin has been in neighbors that's an interesting fact who actually knows what neighbors is Oh, we do. It's a good soap over the the pond. So, I want the biggest, this is what you came for, round of applause for Katie Virgo, please. Good work. Do you need anything from me? Yeah, put it on there. She just needs the mic from me, so I'm just going to stand and wait until she's ready. That's all right. No worries. There you go. Cheers. Well, hi guys. It's so nice to be here. I know I've been here most days, just earwigging, seeing what's going on. But it's great to be up here and actually speak to you guys. So I am Katie Virgo, or Kate Virgo, any of the above. And um, I've got five kids and um, one of the leaders at my local church. And like it's been said, I'm married to Joel. So um, some of you will know him, but any some of you have only been in these morning meetings. You may not have met him yet, but um, you will when you get to that next section of groups later on, the fourteens to eighteens is very involved in that. So what I'm gonna be talking about is just enjoy praying. That's what I'm gonna to hit today. And I want you all to um, hopefully go go home with a take home of this is something that I can enjoy doing. This is something that I am motivated to do and now I can I can give it a go. So I don't know whether some of you may have tried praying before and some of you uh, maybe absolute prose at praying, and you just think, "Yeah, I boss this, this is absolutely fine." So we 're going to be t- touching on that, but first of all, why would you pray? Why would you bother? let alone enjoy it. But in um, John 15, it talks about Jesus being the vine, which basically means the um, we should get a picture of it up in a minute, but it 's basically a trunk of what you get the fruit on, the plants on, and it talks about us being the branches. So you've got a tree, and then you've got the branches, and then you've got the fruit on it. And it's basically, if you don't remain in him, if you don't know him, then you're not actually going to be fruitful anyway. So we've got to start by knowing God and believing that he loves us, and that he actually wants to be in a relationship with us. And if we don't believe that, then what is the point in doing it anyway? So that's the first thing that I want to convince you of. And um, to remain in him is actually to be close to him. It's kind of staying in him, abiding in him. That's what the verses talk about. And, um, And it says in verse 11 of those, it says, I say to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy will be full. So it's basically saying if you are in Christ, you're close to him, that you're going to be full of joy. So which ones of you want to be full of joy? Who likes being full of joy? I certainly do, hands down. Okay, and that's why I wanted to call it enjoy praying because it's something that we're meant to enjoy doing. But often it's kind of laid out as something to you guys as something you have to do. If you feel like you ought to do something, then there's no joy in the ought to's or the should do's. If someone says, oh, you ought to do this or you should do this, that isn't joy. Joy is when it's kind of overflowing and you just want to do it and you just can't help yourself. So that's why we're going for enjoy praying. So the power to believe a promise Depends on how much you can actually trust the person that is promising you something. So we had a funny incident over this summer. Um, It's probably happened about four times. So we have quite a big family. We've got, if you can picture our outside table and chairs, we've got quite a fat table. And then we've got six chairs all the way around our dining room table and chairs. We've had them quite a long time and they are getting mouldy because they're made of wood. So we've got six chairs around the sides. Who do you think, the fact I have children and there's me who's quite petite, you can guess who's the biggest person in my family, can you? So that's Joel. Okay. So we've got these chairs around and one by one, these garden chairs seem to be smashing every time Joel sits on them. So we now have two left and then actually we just burned them for firewood because we had some guests over who were a bit bigger than Joel, and I didn't want them to hit the floor. That might be a bit embarrassing. But to actually trust God, what you have to do—it's like a chair. You've actually got to do something. You've got—I know this one works from the illustration on day one, where we had a lad sitting in it in the um, paddling pool. So I know these chairs work. But the chairs at home—they were not working. But to trust is actually to lean, to put weight. And to actually lean in on something. So that's what I want you to do to God today, is to actually not just say, yeah, 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 I believe in God, but it's actually physically thinking, I've got to do something to put my weight, to put my trust into him. So that's what it is to abide in Jesus, is to be trusting in him. So for me, say so I'm going to do a giveaway now. So what have I got? These are some friends of mine, Sam and Becky Cox have released a great CD, um, I believe, so I go to the church that I go to. So, so I'm going to say to you that by the end of the morning, I'm going to give this CD away. Who thinks they'd like the CD? So it's not interesting? So more of you want the CD than you do want joy in your life, you naughty lot. Okay, this will bring you a lot of joy in your life. I'm being cheeky. Right, okay, but so as you'll find out, I'm quite cheeky. I actually might be more than cheeky. I might be a liar. Can you trust me? Interesting, don't know. But I will, this is what I'm saying to you, I will give this away. Remind me if I forget. I'll give that away before the morning is out. But can you trust me? That's the kind of thing again. Can we trust God? What is the point in praying to God if we can't trust Him? I say, there's no point if we can't trust Him. There's absolutely no point in praying to Him. You're wasting your time. So, can we trust the character of God? So, I would say that God is faithful, He's dependable. I'd say that I can trust him. I think of a circumstance of just only a few weeks ago where um, we'd had a gift day at our church. We'd given some money away. The car then broke literally two days later. Um, and there was points where I'm thinking, I don't know whether I can trust God again. And I know, though, that I actually can trust him, that I've, he's proved himself faithful to me. But again, it's, um, it's quite difficult, isn't it, to just to put all your weight in something just because of something that someone says to you. So what I want to convince you of, that it says in Romans 10, verse 17, it says, faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the, the word of Christ. So the Bible is the, tells us the message of Jesus. Okay, This is where we get our knowledge of whether we should trust God from. So it is a little bit from me, and it is a little bit from wise leaders, but we even what they say, we want to line up to this, to the Bible. So whatever I say this morning... You still line it up against this. That's often why when we talk about prayer and talking to God, it's often why we talk about um, the scripture as well. Because it says, faith, whether to rely on God, to trust him, is from hearing. And that's hearing through the word of Christ, through the Bible. That stirs our hearts. It awakens our faith. So the message of Jesus through this great book is that we can trust our Heavenly Father. As he shows us what he's like, the main way he shows us is through the cross. So when man went his own way and he turned his back on God, God didn't leave it at that. God gave himself. He gave of himself and gave his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross to restore that relationship. So all our wrongdoings, all our sins, all our shame is then laid on him. And then it's all placed on him, all our shame, and we can have an eternal relationship with God. We're now in his family and a son and a daughter of Christ. God gave of himself and he won't change his mind. He gave everything and that is why we can trust him. Do you know what? No one else will do that for you. I'm a mum, but I still do let my children down. But God, he will never do that. There's no one else you can say that about that we'll never let you down. He loves you so much that he gave of himself. So reading the Bible is just reminding yourself of the gospel, of the good news that Joe was talking about. It just reminds you of that because we forget all the time and all the messages are just kind of being told to us during the day from our schoolmates, even from our teachers, and especially what we're watching and viewing online. It's actually a different message. It's not the good news of the Bible. The Good News of Jesus' Sacrifice. So the songs that we're singing in um, 12s to 14s and in the evening meetings, that's why they're full of this scripture, full of the words of Christ, to keep filling our mind so that we don't forget this important message That so we remember who we are, that we are in Christ. So it's all very well knowing this, but how do we respond? So this is what I would say prayer is. It's just responding to the amazing news. It's just... Hearing what Christ has done for us, and then it's just an overflow, and we want to respond. We want to talk about it, and we want to tell others about it. So this is what prayer is. It's just saying it back to God, saying what we know to be true. There's um, a great book that I've been reading by a guy called Mike Reeves. He says, prayer doesn't make you more accepted. It's not like a ladder. Instead, prayer is growing in just your appreciation in what God has done. So just to explain that. When I was growing up, I, used to, I genuinely used to think that prayer made God love me more. That's how I viewed it. I just thought, and it was even a question where I felt like a youth leader might say to me, so, um, um, have you prayed today? How's your prayer life? Have you read the Bible today? And I would actually genuinely be embarrassed to be saying, do you know what? I haven't read it today. And I'd be embarrassed to almost sometimes I'd even want to lie because I felt so embarrassed that I hadn't prayed or read the Bible But it's not not like a ladder. I don't have to please my youth leader. And I don't have to feel like I have to please God. Because it isn't about what I have done. It's about what he has done. So I can't do any more. So if I pray 50 million times today, God doesn't love me anymore. He really doesn't. And if I've not prayed today, he doesn't love me any less. And once you suddenly realize that in your head, there is a freedom that comes when you just think, I just want to trust him. I just want to lean on him and rely on him and pray when I want to. But the more and more you get to know him, when you more and more you read the Bible, trust me, the more and more you will actually want to pray. Does that make sense? Hopefully it does. You don't have to answer. I'm just going to go if you all understand. <laughs> okay, so um, Stephen, when he was in yesterday, he kept repeating, it's not about what I am doing, it is about what he has done. And that's, again, with why we pray. It's not because of something I'm doing. It's because of something that he has done. So um, the bad news is that naturally we are rubbish at praying. So naturally we are pretty rubbish. So now don't leave now and go home back to your youth leaders and say Katie Virgo said we're rubbish because that wouldn't go down well. I certainly won't come back again, We're if you say that. But naturally we are rubbish at praying. That there's nothing inward... In us, of ourselves, inwards, we just um, want to pull away from God and we're not drawn towards him. We're sinners. But the good news is that Jesus does awaken our faith. He stirs our hearts and we can speak it out. Our prayers are shabby, but we're son and daughter of the Father of God and he delights to hear what we've got to say. So even if our prayer times have been pretty difficult and we stutter over it and it's pretty rubbish and we forget what words mean... It's acceptable because we are accepted in Jesus. And maybe we've just had a great prayer time. We've all been to youth group and we've all prayed together. And it's been a pretty fantastic night. That's only acceptable because we are in Jesus. There's no difference. So um, I'm going to get a picture up here. Hopefully it will come up. It's not oh, it's not, oh, you can't see it. Okay. Oh, you can't see anything. There's some squiggles. These important squiggles. Well, what basically on the left there is an image you can come and look on my phone later there's on the left there is an image of joel that my friend mims drew and on the right is an image of me and um if i'm honest please don't tell stevens Dawson because it is his um daughter that drew it but it's um it was a pretty poor drawing to be honest if you looked at it it doesn't really look like me the lips were quite big. The hair was not the right length. And um, I had very weird legs. And, um, and Joel's feet were just blobs with, like, spikes coming off. And, um, and, and she'd drawn hair on Joel for a start, which he doesn't even have any hair, does he? It's all slipped to his chin. So it's, um, it was not a very good drawing. But because Mims is a friend of mine, it's an important drawing to me. And, um, and it was special to me because she was just grateful for hanging out at my house for the day. And just drew me a thank you picture. And that's pretty much what it's like with our prayer life with God. It's not He doesn't look at us and he's not, he doesn't insult our prayers. He's just grateful and delighted that we have come to him. And that's how, again, we need to switch something in our minds of thinking there is no bar of pass or fail. It's you just presenting yourself and your gratitude and your thanks to God. And then the other thing about prayer that's so important to know, just something practical, is... It's like other relationships. Um, I don't know whether you have mobile phones, most of you probably have, but you send a quick text sometimes. You might um, do a direct message on Instagram or Musical.ly or however you communicate with your buddies. Other times, you're up late into the night and you're chatting for hours and your parents are saying, please be quiet, stop talking. And it's like that's the same thing about our relationship with God. Sometimes they're quick messages and other times we might be praying for a bit longer and spending a bit more time. But what we do know is the more we communicate with God, and the more we actually get out of it, and the deeper the relationship's going to go. And it's just like with your friends, isn't it? The more you communicate with your friends, the stronger the relationship gets. So um, um, so I would say be, the word I would use is be intentional, which is basically saying, like, if you want a better prayer life, you've got to make some decisions to to make it happen, be intentional, be focused about doing it. So for me, for example, I do have a book that I read every day that has got some Bible verses in it because I think I want to read the Bible every day and then I want to pray about what I've read. So I'm intentional that I set an alarm and I do that every morning and I do that on my own and then I'm intentional about when someone says, oh, please will you pray for this situation, I say to my kids... I won't do it if I do it later. I'll just forget. So I'm going to do it now. Let's just stop what we're doing and we do it. Just It's over in a second. So there's some practical things you can do about being focused, about doing that. But it says in the Bible in Luke 10, um, Jesus, full of joy, through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father. And in Romans 8, it says the Spirit helps us really know that we are adopted by God and that we are his children. So it's something that, that if you're full of the Holy Spirit... That he wants to help us in our weakness. So when, it's something when we find difficult, by the Holy Spirit, he will come and he'll strengthen us. So um, the other thing I just want to touch on is how we can hear God. So it's all very well just praying and praying and talking and speaking out our words to God. But, but how, can we hear him? Are we going to hear an audible voice? If we all go quiet now, will we just hear God booming out over the speakers? I think he could if he wanted to. He really could. But the primary way, the main way that we hear God, again, is through this, through the Bible. From reading it every day and just seeing what we're reading, being kind of just going through it. And that, I think, is the main way that God speaks to me. I read a few verses every day. And then during the day, something might come up where I think, oh, what I've just read is really relevant for that person. Or has been really relevant for my day, something that I've read. So that's the main way. And um, other ways that he can speak through us are through, um, through, um, he can speak through um, like pictures, sometimes he drops things into my mind, he um, can speak through like an audible voice, so some people have turned around and said, has God just said that, did did anyone else hear that? So that does happen, but that's never happened to me. Um, Another way that he speaks to me is sometimes I'll just be asleep and I'll have a dream, And i think that God has spoken to me through that dream. So there are lots of different ways that God speaks. But the main way that he speaks is through the word. The other thing I want to just encourage you in is um, in prophesying over others, in speaking God's words to others. That's something that often people want to grow in, and it says it's good to grow in it in the Bible. For that, I'd say is, are you somebody that encourages others? So to encourage someone else is saying something like, I think you're really good at that. Or I think God thinks you're good at that. Or you did that really well. So start by being an encourager. Because you are in Christ, you can speak God's words. So start by doing that. And then by being an encouraging person, I know that God will sharpen that. And as you get older, as you're someone that's encouraging, more and more you'll realize that God is specifically saying that, to say it at this point in time. So I just want to encourage you, to be an encourager and expect God to speak to you, um, the last thing I just, just wanted to just say was um, something that happened with my, my actually my daughter, who was seven at the time, um, just to say that um, anyone can hear God, and um, we, she was in a, a, a meeting where we were just um, the, the children at the time she was seven, was asked to see what God was saying, so she had a pen and she had a piece of paper, she was seven. So a bit of a clueless kid, really, was sitting down and, um, and, we, and just drew something. And she actually drew um, a picture of um, uh, quite a fat lady, was what she actually drew. So she brings it to me and is like, this is what I feel like God's saying. And I'm like, oh, what's that then? And she said, um, oh, it's you, mum. And I'm like, it doesn't really look like me. And she said, oh, it's you. And it's, um, it was a baby that was, um, that she says, you're preg- that, that you're, they're going to be pregnant again. Now, at the time, I had four children, and I was very happy with four. I thought that's quite a lot, to be honest. thought, done there. And um, we were having no intention of having any more children. And um, then um, she then, the funny thing for me was then that somebody at the front, the helpful youth leader then said, oh, does any of you children feel like God's spoken? And my daughter was trying to put her hands up. So I ripped the piece of paper off her, screw it up, put it in my pocket, and I'm like, no, 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 God didn't speak. God didn't speak to you. He didn't say that to you. And then I ask her and she's like, trying to be a good girl, but next to my side, but a bit disappointed. She couldn't take part. And then, um, then they kind of carry on and other people get to share what they think God's saying. Then three months later, guess what? I get pregnant. When I then tell my daughter that I was pregnant, she straight away remembered what God had said and said, yeah, God told me, why are you so shocked? Why, why are you struggling, oh mother, when I knew? And, um, But it actually taught me a thing as well that sometimes it's um, even, even, I guess my encouragement is that even the seven-year-old heard something from God and I, you know, think I know everything and I got it completely wrong and actually didn't train her very well in that situation. So that is meant to be an encouragement for you. You are someone that is in Christ. God wants to speak to you and he wants to hear from you. So you need to just think, I'm going to change my thinking and think, I'm in Christ, He wants to speak to me. He delights to speak to me. And it's something that I want to enjoy doing. Okay, so I want you to be full of joy. I want you to know that God is with you. And that I want you to know the Holy Spirit to help you. Because it's something that we can't just do on our own. So what I'm going to ask you to do, if we all stand up, and I'm going to pray for you because it's not something I can do. We need the Holy Spirit to help us. Right, okay, so what I want you to do is ignore the person to your left or to your right. Shut your eyes. Is why The reason why we say shut your eyes isn't because we're all going to run out of the room and leave you the only person here. We're not going to do anything crazy. Shutting your eyes is just so you're not distracted by the person to your left rustling something or getting their water bottle or doing whatever they do. So we shut our eyes just to, so we can focus on him. I find it easier to put my arms in front of me because we talk about the Holy Spirit being a gift and it's just saying, God, I'm open, that I want to receive from you. And, um, and if you're just standing there, um, I know you can't see me because you've all stood up, but say I'm just arms folded across my chest, all tight, all stressed looking. It's, um, it's just kind of, it's a way of like saying, God, I'm open, I'm ready, and I want to receive from you. So again, you don't have to put your arms in front of you, but it's just a way of saying, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm open to seeing what God will do. So all I'm going to do... Is um, I'm just going to pray for you from the front. Lord, I thank you that, that you delight, you enjoy spending time with us. I thank you that, that you rush to us when we draw close to you. And God, I, I know that um, even from my wise and clever words, even if they were just the most amazing words ever, They are nothing. They're empty if it's not full of your spirit. And I know that you can just do a work in a moment. And God, I just want to ask you now to send your Holy Spirit into the hearts of these young people that have come here this this morning and said, I want to know more. I want to get to know you more. And I pray for your Holy Spirit to come now and do a deep work. I pray that you, you reveal to them their position. You reveal to them that they're children of God, that they're yours, they're your your sons and your daughters and that you want to do a great work in their life, that you've got good plans for them, plans to prosper them and plans to to not harm them. You're going to bring them good and, um, and God, I do pray for those now that are thinking, actually, I, I did used to read my Bible but I don't anymore. I've got distracted by all the other things I look at and and go on and and God I pray that you come now and just put a desire just drop that desire in their heart right now to to want to again investigate the bible again and begin to read the word again just pray that you do that by your mighty name and God I do pray right now that that for where there's kind of fear across the room where so many of them think I want to pray but I hear other people praying and I can't do it like that God, I pray just just remove that from the room now. God, we are acceptable. There is nothing that we can do that makes you love us more. And there's nothing we can do that makes you love us less. And so when we pray to you, we know that you're just pleased that we've come. You're just pleased that we've arrived. And God, we want to pray right now for faith for these young people to be Just to go for it, just to think, stuff it to everyone else around them that might not be. And just think, God, I want to get better at speaking my prayers of thankfulness back to you. So, God, we just ask for you to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Right, okay, if you sit down again. Just going to do something a bit practical now. So um, if you hear me praying, well, you just have, haven't you? I pray, it just comes out, you know, everything, I, I'm just quite chatty. So I guess my prayers are quite chatty, really, aren't they? Like, and that's just what, what I'm like. And actually, sometimes I need to stop talking as well, which um, there'll be a hook soon from John and But different ones of us will pray how, what we're like. And I, re- there is, I want you to understand this. There is not a pass and a fail in how you pray. Like that drawing that my mate Mims did for me, it's not a fail, it's just different to how I would draw at the moment, okay? And it's something that can get developed and changed. So what I've asked, I've asked five um, brave orange, orange tops. If you're up for it, will you come forward, orange tops? Do you know what? I'm just going to make you. Orange tops is good for you. Come forwards. I know this wasn't part of the deal, but it's a big room. So I've asked each one of them to pray. Um, this is a bit of a workshop. So um, I don't want you to clap because they are genuinely, they're talking to God. So that would be... Yeah, and you're just listening in. So you've got to pretend that they're, like, behind their closed door at home. And I can guarantee they're all going to be different. And it's just going to be a little bit of what God's done in their life today, okay? So out of respect, just be a bit quiet. And, um, yeah, Kate, you go first. (laughs) Um, Dear Father God, I just want to thank you that you gave me a great night's sleep. Even with two small children, you knew what our family needed. And even though the wind blew round our tent, Lord Jesus, you were there keeping us safe in the night. Thank you that you provided all that we needed today. You've provided us food and water and clothes and amazing sunshine and that your love shines through that sun. Amen. Yeah, God, thank you that you are King of Kings and that you are Lord of all of our lives. Thank you that you are so greater than we can ever imagine. And thank you for your lavish grace that you always pour upon us every single day of our lives. Lord God, thank you for this day, Lord God. Thank you for the weather. Thank you that we're all safe, Lord. I just pray thanks again for that main meeting, for all the fun that we had, Lord God, but also the time that we had to just um, pray about receiving your grace, Lord. I just pray for all those who received a great understanding of you, Lord. You'll keep that with them for the rest of their lives, Lord. Amen. Yeah, God, I just want to thank you that you've got a plan for my life. Amen. Yeah, thank you, Lord, that you gave me the. You, you loved me before I was even created. That you gave me the. You, you allowed me to wake up this morning. You kept us alive overnight. You, you provided for us overnight. Um, you allowed us to sleep. You gave us grace to wake up and not be angry with each other. And I pray, Lord, today let Your Spirit come into this place. Let it fill this place. Let it fill this entire campsite, and let everyone here encounter You in the way that in the way that You want to, in the way that You have planned for them to for that to happen to them. Amen. Thanks. Thanks so much, guys. So they're just talking to God about what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what their day's been like, what their children have slept like, not been like, and. Um, it covers everything and that's again what I just want you to kind of have a go a go home point is thinking there's no pass or fail they're all a bit different they just set it out some of them that took quite a lot of guts to do some of them were just like I pray all the time that didn't bother me at all it's just part of what I do and some of it, so again it's not a pass or fail and they were different and it was just their characters so there's nothing that was put on just they were just talking to God and that's again just something that I just want you to think just like I'm just going to give it a go. I'm just going to break the sound barrier, shut a door and just do some talking to God or shut a tent, wind, shut, shut a tent door, zip. Fantastic. You we give Katie a round of applause?